A reading from the book of Psalms, chapter 78. Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. This is the word of the Lord. (laughs) A reading from the book of Acts, chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together, and they were bewildered, because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others, mocking, said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. As you are able, please stand for the reading of the gospel. Our gospel reading is from the book of St. John, chapter 20. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This is the Gospel of the Lord. As I said this week, we are um, continuing our kind of sermon series on uh, Forward Together. I just want to share with you a, a little story that um, last Saturday we had the opportunity to baptize 
uh, Austin Marcioni's um, little boy, Miles. And it was over in Fishers, and he had it at uh, 1 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday so that all the staff could be there. We were over in Fishers, and it was, I don't know, we had about 100 people there. And as we're baptizing this little baby of one of our staff members, um, I started thinking about what we're talking about this week, that God is faithful to generations, and he's always been faithful, and we're passing on that word to the next generation. That's kind of our our goal here at Cornerstone. My son was up front leading the band. Uh, Actually, he was the band. He was the only one up there with a guitar leading the music, and uh, my daughter-in-law was sitting next to me. She's pregnant, and um, so he's up there singing the song, The Blessing, and the chorus of the blessing is to their, to, um, to a thousand generations and their children and their children and their children. And I just started bawling. Uh, I'm thinking about all the generations that were there and that my son is there and the next generation with his daughter and Miles up there with Austin and, and just, just to, to see what God is doing and how God is faithful. He was faithful to generations to send Jesus, the Savior, the one that was promised for generations and generations, just waiting for that Savior to come. And that same Savior is, is our Savior today. And that's our, our kind of our mission at Cornerstone is continue to the next generation and, and just pass on the good news of what God has done for us. Our message today, again, uh, and this is the second and last one, I promise, it's going to be on video. Uh, but Pastor Scott, this message is a little bit different um, as he, uh, well, you'll see, he interviews a couple of people that you might know. So um, I turn your attention now to our screens. Well, brothers and sisters, grace and peace are yours from Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. You know, today is a wonderful opportunity for us to think about what God is doing and to reflect on how God continues to bless us as a congregation. And as we think about that, I, I thought, you know what, I want to do something a little bit different today. I want to have an opportunity to talk to two people who, who know a lot about our ministry, who've been involved in our ministry in lots of ways. And so I, I obviously have two with me that you all know. First, I have Pastor Kevin, who's our site pastor in Fishers. He's the most recent pastoral addition to our staff. So I have the newest pastor, and then, of course, you all know Pastor Luther. I have uh, the most senior member of our pastor. Be, be careful staff. there. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, the most senior, the most mature. How about that? Is there that better? There you go. That's good. Um, and uh, when I think about the ways that God's been at work, I think this creates kind of a unique perspective for us. So we just heard that reading from Psalm 78, that we will tell of the coming generations the wondrous deeds of the Lord, all the things that God has done. And to know and to share that so that others will know that as well, not just a part of our congregation, but also on the outside. So, so that's where I want to take the conversation today. And I think it, it starts off or does what we do well to start off with uh, the fact that it is Memorial Day. Mm. And so, Pastor Luther, I want to start with you. Memorial Day, obviously, is a, a day for us as a nation to celebrate the veterans who have served our country so well and those who gave their lives in service of the freedom that we have. We also call the church the church militant, right? The church that's still at work in the world. And, and so maybe it's a time for us as we start this to think about some of those who have gone before us, some of those great uh, servants sure. of the Lord. I'm glad you brought that up and not the fact that it's race weekend. So uh, It is it's also race. race weekend. <laughs> oh, it's, it's hard to believe, but uh, this, this month, I will have been here 30 years. Can you believe that? 30 years. And uh, to some of you, that might seem like a drop in the bucket, but for a pastor, that's quite a long time. It is. And uh, I was a young pastor by the, by the way then, you know, just like you guys. <laughs> uh, but uh, through the years, I've just seen, you talk about remembering people. You know, there were so many giants of the faith. Uh, and one of the reasons that, that 
Carmel Lutheran, now Cornerstone, was able to do so many wonderful things was because of the faithfulness of God's people. And uh, most of our leaders were male, but I can think of lots of women, too, who uh, really were and are still blessings to us. Uh, as you know, I, I call on the homebound, and I get to call still on some of these people. And it's just excellent to, to recall with them just how God has blessed us and to see our, see our congregation grow. Along with that, we, we have individuals, uh, you know, in our lives, too, that have been heroes. And, you know, uh, my mom passed away at an early age. Uh, my dad was a pastor. Uh, two of my brothers are pastors. My sister married a pastor. Uh, so the church has always been part of our life. And uh, by God's grace, uh, I've seen God work from a little child on. Mm. And uh, as having me come here as pastor... Uh, back in 1993 was just such a blessing. And uh, just to recall all the wonderful people that, that God brought to raise up leaders so that we could work together in the gospel ministry of the Lord. And one of the things that I appreciated most when I received the call here was the fact that the people wanted to focus on Jesus, mm. on the gospel. And uh, we used to say, let's keep the main thing the main thing. And we could have talked about social issues or politics or things like that, but we always tried to keep Jesus in the forefront. And he is the one that we wanted to tell the next generation, according to that song. Yeah. And uh, it's still going on today with people like you guys. Thank you. Yeah, so think about that. Pastor Kevin, you're, you're, again, the most recent addition. So you think about the ways you've already seen God at work through people here at Cornerstone, what are, what are some of the things that right away come out to you in the time you've been here? Yeah, it's clear. I mean, it was clear from the moment that we got here. I very, I've told the story in other places, but I vividly remember our first day and no one actually knew that I was the pastor on site. So it was kind of incognito. And I remember showing up and just being welcomed, seeing the church come together to, to greet people and bring them in. And I remember that day also hearing someone's story where they had some pretty difficult hardship already in their life and they were sharing it. I was there, but it was really because they were actually sharing it with someone else. And so I see the church coming together to, to welcome people in and to, to support through the joys, but some really difficult moments already. And so I see that so clearly since the first day I've been here, and I've continued to see it ever since. And pray that it keeps continuing. I know that it will, but to just see the people come together to say, we're here. We're glad to be together, and we look forward to doing this work, to doing this work for Christ in whatever way that will look. So one of the things we do on our staff, um, and we've done the, the whole time I've been here, are things that God has done. So we'll, we'll point out, we'll call out in staff meetings, what are some ways you've seen God at work? Um, and there have been some amazing things that have been shared in that. You've been here, again, for the longest period of time. And, and in your tenure, the church grew in all sorts of different ways, and not just in facilities, but also in the ways that it was reaching out. Mm. So when you think about ways you've seen God at work, there have to be some specific stories that come to mind. Well, I'm, I, I think for me, the biggest thing is the courageous decisions that were made mm. to start new ministries and to reach out beyond ourselves and our own comfortability. And a lot of churches can't do that or won't do that. But I think because of the caliber of the people, again, that we have and the faith of, of God's people and how the Holy Spirit just seemed to be part of it, uh, we, we were able to take those steps. Um, I had been here about 
oh, five years and we decided that we need to expand the preschool and the gymnasium. Uh, we, we needed uh, to, to have more space. We, were, we had classrooms meeting in closets, if you can imagine that. And, and, and so we came up with a plan. At the same time, uh, we realized we needed to start a new church up in Westfield. Uh, Lord of Life, and it's it's still going well up there. And we hived off Pastor Krupski with, with a group of about 130 people. Mm. And in that 130 people were some of our top givers. At the same time, we were build, we were involved in a $3.5 million building project. Oh. And, uh, you know. All these things happening at the same time. At the same time. So uh, those who had the gift of faith were able to encourage and say, I think we can do it with God's help. Let's step out in faith. Uh, the power of the gospel is at, is at store here. And uh, then there will always be those who are more on the conservative side. And I still remember someone coming up to me uh, after the service and saying, Brunette, you're going to bankrupt this church. <laughs> just I, right to your face. Right to my face. And I just smiled and said, well, we'll put it in God's hands and see what happens. And we trusted in God and we went forward and the new church started. And at the same time, uh, we trusted God that he would bring so many people into our ministry that we would be able to more than cover the costs of, of our expansion and enable to look forward to the next big step. Mm -hmm. And all along the line, you know, we trusted in the power of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of, of the gospel. It's the power of God for salvation. And, and that's where that power came from. Mm. And so even in the midst of that, you weren't making reckless decisions. You, you were seeing these were things that God was calling. You had leaders around you. You had yes. others who were giving advice. And so it's not that, that someone should hear this and think, well, the message is we just do whatever we want and we say God's telling us to do it, no, but actually God all, leading us. All the decisions were very carefully calculated with business plans, uh, with all sorts of, of expert advice from almost every area of, of business and industry. And we have a lot of smart people in this church, <laughs> uh, much smarter than me. And so that's why we were able to go forward. Certainly we put it in God's hands and we trusted in his strength and his power, but we also uh, did it with a lot of thought and a lot of work. What's, your, what's your statement you, you use of uh, fact-based but faith-driven. Faith-driven, fact-based, yeah. Yeah, it's really important. So again, in the, in the time you've been here, inevitably you've seen some of the fruits of these things, right? You've seen this uh, in the congregation at large, you've seen it in Fishers. Right, yeah, like you said, I get to come in and see the fruits of it, like literally just in a giant play area and the people that come through every day. And it's been incredible because sometimes it's, it's the simplest things, the fact that these children and their parents, whether it be mother, father, or sometimes we see whole families together. You see a whole, you can also tell usually new parent, I was one once. You see the whole family, they've got like seven people for one little kid. But so neat to see that they come there and they play and they have that inter those interactions and maybe small interactions with our staff, but learning that this is a place where they can be, that they can be comfortable. And, and we've had some moments where people have come to t talk to me. And I know they've talked with you, Pastor Scott, before, and those are those moments that we can't share, we're not going to share here and, and divulge all those things, but those moments where we can truly minister to them and really speak the gospel into their lives that we're doing these things, we're taking these calculated risks, these plans that we've made so we can have those opportunities to really speak that and, and show that 
God is at work. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me how well-known Cornerstone is in the Fishers, Lawrence area. I mean, I've, I've run into people and they say, well, what do you do? I'm a pastor at Cornerstone. Oh, you, you mean you're, you're the pastor at that, where that playground is? Well, I said, well not exactly, but uh, <laughs> I know the head guy there. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, those, just the, to be that in the community, that's a huge blessing for people to be able to say that and to recognize that and, Again, hopefully they'll turn to us when, and other times come or we get to speak that gospel, but also to be part of that community, at least be that positive. To be that positive, say we, the community wants us there and we're glad to be there. Right, and that's one of the things with this is, you know, we want to make sure that people know that we exist as a church. That's one of the important parts of, of getting to be in the community is that the community knows you're there. That's the first step. The second step is then being there with the gospel and those opportunities, seizing those. That's something we've seen, right? We, we could all talk about what Pastor Jason has done in all of these different ministries and the ways that we've seen outreach just flourish under his leadership and the ways that he kind of manages in an uncanny way, we might say, but really it's spirit-directed. He puts us in places where then people are asking us to, to be the church. And so those partnerships are so great. We see some of those happening out of Indy. We see some of those same things happening out of Eagle Creek. And so when we talk about these stories, you know, we could talk about uh, about Fishers and, and Carmel, but we can also talk about Eagle Creek and Indianapolis and, and the amazing things that are happening there as well. And, and I think Eagle Creek, um, just the fact that right away we've seen families come in. One of the things we heard early on was, well, a lot of our families have left. And, and under Pastor Sean's leadership, there have been people who've come in and just experienced a different spirit, uh, maybe a breath of fresh air. And, and now with families coming in, it's great to see kids come forward for the children's message. It's great to see that this is something that God is doing. And it's so neat when we see God's people all doing these things together, right? That, that these things are made possible, especially as you're talking about these. These things are made possible because God's people deliberately joined together. Right? And so we're going to do this together. And because we are, God's spirit is going to work in us. I think of some of the, the, um, uh, the things that you've shared with me about, you know, you talked about building the gym, but about building the worship center, about people putting in money who said, I'll never even worship on that side. Well, if you remember, five years ago, I took a sabbatical. And during that summer, that's when we were approached about St. Matthew's Lutheran becoming part of us at Cornerstone. And remember, you you went out of your way not to burden me while I was on that uh, sabbatical. I came back the first day and found out we're going to have a voters meeting in two <laughs> weeks to accept that church as cornerstone. And I had people lined up at my door to talk to me. What is going on here, you know? But many of those same people who had concerns were the same ones who volunteered time and time again on Fridays and Saturdays to uh, to work on the facilities mm-hmm. down there so that that would be an outreach center for the gospel. Absolutely. It's really been, and, and just that togetherness. All right, so when we think about this this campaign, obviously we're, we're talking about moving forward together. And what forward together means is that we all use the gifts that God's given to us because we believe that together we're stronger. And so, so think of that last step. Forward together only happens, together only happens if we all join in, mm-hmm. right? There's no together of one. And so when we think about people joining in, some people will inevitably be getting in for the first time and making that first step of faith. And, and what would you say to them? What would be your encouragement if they were to ask you, well, how do I know God's going to guide me through this? I would say there is tremendous joy in seeing God work in our society and in our world today. You know, it's depressing to turn on the news. I don't care if it's national, local. But when you come to church and you see 
Today, this weekend, we had five baptisms. You know, we had all these people uh, recently that have that have become disciples. Uh, when you see uh, the confirmation process, and when you see all the kids, like at the uh, Easter egg, the extravaganza, and and uh, you know the live nativity, and and uh, you know I think about Oktoberfest, and you just see people pulling together, and it brings a joy in your life that comes directly from God. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's it's a joy that can't be described, but it's a joy and a peace that comes when we are in tune with the Lord and His will for us as a church. And I believe that going forward is critical for us. Uh, you know, when a church gets to be about 45 or 50 years old, we're 47 years old or something like that, that uh, oftentimes the church turns inward. And here is our opportunity to continue. I love the, the word forward. And as we do it together, there's going to be joy and blessing for all of us as we're involved. So I want to say one more thing about that. And I, I think uh, Pastor Max does such a great job of including people in the ministry for the first time mm-hmm. and making those connections. And some of the kids even in worship. And when we see uh, some of the kids helping out, we've seen some kids playing in the worship center. And, and it's so fantastic. And, and to see that kind of excitement, not only on their faces, but on their parents' faces, on others who maybe come to hear them. And then that next step, and the congregation gets excited, right, oh, in seeing yeah. them. And, and I really want us to be that kind of a church, not just for kids who volunteer, but for others as well, to celebrate God's work among his people and to know that when God works among us that the, uh, well, as I said this week, the story continues. Mm. And not only that, to know that we are stronger together. We are able to do those things and to see God working in us for the blessing of others so we can continue sharing the wondrous deeds of the Lord, what he has done for us. Yes. I think it's pretty good stuff for us to work forward to and to look forward to the ways that God will work through this and through our next steps as well. And so, so that's all for us today. I pray that God will bless you not only through this word, but through the word that is spoken in you and through you as you continue to be servants of the Lord as we move forward together. Amen. God Amen. bless you.